Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. It's actually a reasonable time. Can you believe it? It's only 9 o'clock. Um, no more 1 a.m. Yay! Um, later on in, in the episode, I have some big announcements for you regarding the podcast. Um, so stay tuned for those. And just so you know, this, this is going to be very drunk awards heavy. And if you're listening to the drunk awards episode and thinking that I've lost my ever-loving mind, I have. Um, um, so, alright, let's get on with this. Um, a, a few weeks ago, Blind Gossip had an item about a very short list of people whose Oscars were trying to entice the host. And one of the names on the list got crossed off because she had a very bad night. And almost everyone immediately guessed Tiffany Haddish. Um, It was just after New Year's. Um, And... And Tiffany Haddish is very frank about everything, which is probably the best and worst thing about her. And she admitted, hey, like, my set sucked on New Year's Eve. I I bombed. It happens. And I, for, I for one, appreciate her honesty. Um, I don't know about everyone else. Um, but I, I honestly think that her honesty is refreshing. Of course, I think she goes too far sometimes. And obviously... She can piss off the wrong people. <clears throat> but I never think that that's her, her goal. I think her goal is, is just to be authentic to who she is. Um, but allegedly, that cost her the Oscar hosting job. And it was just announced today, which is February 5th, 2019, that um, the Oscars, for the first time since 1989, are not going to have a host. Now, the last time that the Oscars went without a host, crazy shit happened. Rob Lowe and Snow White did some sort of weird duet together and had really weird sexual chemistry. Um, so they're just going to have an announcer, and apparently not having a host frees up a lot of time for them to show, show longer clips, and, um, have all five best original songs performed. We're going to talk more about that later, um... But here's the thing. This is either going to be really epic and really cool and really good. And the ratings are going to go through the roof. Or it's going to be terrible. There's there's no in-between. There's no, oh, whatever. Um, part of the reason why a host is necessary for the Oscars is to lighten the mood. And to keep things moving along. I don't know why they didn't just ask Jimmy Kimmel to do it. Um, 
he's hosted the last two years, I believe. Um, Billy Crystal was another one that they could have asked. Billy Crystal is, like, the go-to guy. Um, I, I seem to remember, I think I'm the only one who remembers this. If I'm not, please, please let me know. Um, but I think Chris Rock was supposed to host the Oscars and then something happened. I don't remember if it was some, some sort of scandal or something, but something happened and then, um, right after he dropped out, Billy Crystal stepped in and, and took over. Um, back to Tiffany Haddish, back to Tiffany Haddish, I think she would actually have been really phenomenal. Um, you know, we watched her on Saturday Night Live, she can get through things, she does really well, um, I'm not sure quite what happened the night of her performance bombing, but that seems to be more of an outlier than the rule, but I guess they didn't want to take that chance, and I, I don't blame them, but I really wish they would have given her a chance, because I think that would have been really, really awesome, um, and, and let's be honest, she's probably the only one who could have done it after Kevin Hart dropped out that wouldn't have pissed everybody off. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, as someone who covers pop culture, um... I wait, like, I, I see things for what they are, um, and I kind of am able to predict patterns. The one time I was really wrong, um, was when they canceled Roseanne. Um, ABC acted very swiftly, um, you know, people will debate whether that was right or wrong decision all they want, and that's their right, um, but what I, but, but the point of this is, I can kind of, when I start to see the news trickle in um, through all the sites I read, I read Deadline, Religiously, TV Line, Variety, um, The Hollywood Reporter. When I start to see, like, some, th- some things like, um, late last year, I started seeing, oh, um, Modern Family might possibly return for another season. I can make an educated guess about what's going to happen. Um, and that was a really bad example, but it leads right into what we're talking about today. Um, so ABC is doing their um, presentations at the TCA and shows like the aforementioned Modern Family, A Million Little Things, um, the Good Doctor, Shark Tank, and I think I'm missing one more. Um, anyways, but those were all renewed for next season. Um, Modern Family will be going into its 11th and final season. Um, A Million Little Things will be season 2, The Good Doctor season 3. I believe Shark Tank is also season 11. Or, Shark Tank might be cycle 11, I'm not... Don't quote me on that. I don't know how they're, they're counting Shark Tank, to be honest. Um, uh, Modern Family has been ABC's highest rated sitcom 
every year except for last year where the um, revival of Roseanne actually overtook it as the highest rated um, the highest rated show. There's some talk that Grey's Anatomy will return for season 16. That's more of a... That renewal is more of a when they announce it than if they announce it. Um, the Connors, the same thing. Um, it's very likely to return for season two. Um, right now, it's just about negotiating with the casting crew. Um, CBS announced a two-season renewal full renewal for Mom, Allison, Janney, and Anna Ferris both signed new two-year contracts, so that'll take Mom through season seven and eight. So, Mom fans, you don't have to worry about your favorite show going anywhere. Um, what does all of this mean, though? Um, first of all, they're trying to shore up um, schedules. Um, the CW basically renewed every single show that they have except for All-American. Um, Jane the Virgin, iZombie, and uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend have all already announced that these are the final seasons. All-American is, is in its freshman season. It's not doing quite as well as um, what the CW would want. However... The hope is um, that when it has its season finale in March and it goes to Netflix, um, that it's popular on there, which could have a Riverdale effect. And the ratings could go up and up and up for a potential season two. Um, What I would watch for next year... We're probably going to, along with Modern Family, we're probably going to start to see some of these older series um, um, wind down. We're going to start seeing a lot of um, series finales. In this age of PTV, you want to keep the show going as long as possible. But what's happening is they're keeping the shows on so long that nobody cares. And the ratings are flatlining and... Um, Modern Family somehow has, I they've obviously seen a decrease in, in the ratings, but they're still one of the top tier shows. They're still a top ten show, um, and these people are set for life. You know, if if they never work again, they're gonna be okay. My guess is some of them will. The kids will probably work again. Um, the parents. I think that's all going to depend on what they want to do. Um, you know, with the Big Bang Theory ending this year, Jim Parsons is moving really heavily into producing. So, for next season, look for look for some of the older shows to start announcing, and they're probably going to announce it relatively early. Um, I would guess that none of the CW shows. None of the superhero shows will be ending. Um, but I would look for, um, like, Blind Spot, um, The Blacklist. If they're not canceled this year, um, those are on NBC, of course, but if they're not canceled this year, then they're definitely going to be um, 
making a final season announcement. And I'm going to go before I'm canceled. And I'll be right back. And I am back. So yesterday we talked about um, Liam Neeson and his um, racist revenge story. Um, And no one... Okay, so sometimes I will share stories that people don't understand. Or they're like, why did you share this? I'm, I'm talking to a writer friend on Facebook um, in between recording these segments, when I take my drink, whatever. Um, and, you know, I was telling her all about um, a children's book that I wrote. And I was like, and then I realized she never even asked me. So my story is a little bit different than Liam Neeson's because people are asking him now that he shared the story that we don't know why the hell he shared in the first place. And yes, I feel like Samantha B right now. I really do. Um, I need to get Will to get me a banner that says drunk gossip in the background and like large TVs. Even though you guys can't see me, I think that would be really, really fun. I wonder if Samantha B has a podcast. Anyways, back to Liam Neeson. Um, So, he told the story yesterday. If you don't remember, basically, a friend, one of his friends was raped. He asked her to describe him. Um, you know what she remembered about him. If he remembers the race, she said she remembered that it was a black guy. So he went out looking for black guys to beat up. For two hours every night for like two or three years. So he's busy promoting his new movie. I'm not going to name it because fuck Liam Neeson for what he said. And I hope everyone boycotts him. Um, so the people over at GMA asked him about this story that has um, wrapped itself around the news cycle. And he swears that he's not a racist. And, and, and this is just like the Kevin Hart thing, and I said this yesterday, and I, I really believe it. Maybe they grow, maybe they have grown, maybe they have changed. Liam Neeson is handling this a little bit better than Kevin Hart did with, um, with that horrible joke about beating his son if he's gay. Uh, I will grant that. What I'm having a harder time with is, with Liam Neeson, is not that he hasn't apologized. That bothers me, too, a lot. But why did he share it a week after the Jussie Smollett attack? Now... I'm not saying that he's giving rise to a hatred. Um, but he is definitely arming people with this knowledge and saying, hey, this is okay. You can do this. Because I did it. And I didn't get in trouble. And as, and as sick and twisted as that logic is... It'll be enough for some people to say, oh, this A-list Hollywood star went looking for black guys to beat up. I'm going to go look for black guys to beat up. But I'm not racist. 
And again, I don't know Liam Neeson. He's never come across as a guy who is racist or anything like that. But this action was most certainly racist. You know, and I... Here's his quote. I had never felt that feeling before, which was a primal urge to lash out. I asked her, did you know the person was a man, his race? She said it was a black man. I said, okay, it was a, it was the primal hatred. There were some nights I went out deliberately into black areas in the city looking to be set upon so I can unleash physical violence. I did it, I'd say, maybe four or five times until I caught myself on. And it really shocked me, this primal urge I had. It shocked me and it hurt me. I did seek help. I went to a priest. I went. I was Catholic. I talked to two very good friends. And believe it or not, power walking. Two hours every day to get rid of this. I'm not racist. This was 40 years ago. Okay. I, I'm glad he sought the help. I just don't know why he felt the need to share this story at this time. Um, there are some theories over on Crazy Days and Nights, um, especially in the comment section of one of the blind items. I can't remember exactly what it's about now. Um, but people were guessing Liam Neeson. It was about, I think it was about a movie star who was looking to tank his new movie. Um, or it was something like that. Like, I've, I forget exactly. I read it while I was eating dinner, to be honest. Um, anyways, um, the commentators were trying to get, were, were suggesting that he wants to tank the movie or, um, the distributor, um, might be trying to use this to yank the movie because they think it's going to tank. I guess we're going to find out in a little while. This story is obviously developing. Um, we're going to keep an eye on it and we will talk more about it when that time comes. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I am back. So, this is a blind item that comes from our friends over at blindgossip.com for all the best blind items. Head on over there and check it out. Um, And this is the second Drunk Awards segment of this episode. Or if you're listening to the Drunk Awards show, this is part of the show. (laughs) Um, Alright, it's called... Taking credit for all five. This celebrity is trying to take credit for a big change at this year's Oscar ceremony. However, the the real reason for the change has nothing to do with them at all. It was simply a time issue with no host to engage in banter. The length of the Academy Awards telecast shrunk considerably. Now there is plenty of time to include all five nominated songs. Some people just love taking credit for things. Now, there are two possibilities here. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who was, when it was first announced that not all five songs would be sung, was really upset by this. And he had said that he was going to um, work with them to try to get them to change. Um, And the other more likely candidate is Lady Gaga. Now, here's here's the thing. She's a more likely candidate at this point. Not because she's actually trying to take credit. Before, um, before I started recording this segment, I actually Googled it. 
and I nothing came up about her taking credit for this. So, but the thing is, for whatever reason, right now, um, she's flying really high with the with the success of A Star Is Born being nominated for for two Oscars, one for best song, one for um best actress, and I think she. I think she's one of the people who is getting this original score too. In any case, um, she's flying high with success, and there is a habit of gossip sites going after her when when she's at the highest of highs. Um, back during the fame days, they would go after her really hard. Um, and they, and they continue to go after her a lot. Um, like I said, during the same days, um, during the born this way phase, um, they, re- they really went for her. And it wasn't until Art Pop started the, started this trend of her not selling quite as well, not hitting, um, the top ten quite as frequently that that their tone started coming down. The the commenters were still a little hateful. Um but it it wasn't as scary for for fans of Gaga to be there. Um and then with Joanne she returned to her roots. Um And the gossip kind of just... It started to subside. Crazy Days and Nights kept um, insinuating and hinting that um, she was addicted to opioids. But outside of that, the that was the outlier. Um, everyone else was kind of more like, okay, God is doing her thing. Like, really cool. Uh, um, and then with her Las Vegas residency... Like, almost every single um, critic lavished praise on it. So it was kind of weird to see. Um, when the reviews for Stars Born came out, everyone just praised her performance and said, oh, she did such a great thing, she, you know, she, such a great job. So I'm not quite sure why now they're turning on her. And... Um, Making her out to be this evil bitch again. And the only explanation I can think of is that... It, it's because... Um, she's at the very top of her game again and... People just want to see her come down. Um, I'm going to keep an eye out. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she will... Maybe she's privately right, right now taking credit... And eventually is going to go public and say that she had some sort of sway over it. Anything's possible, I guess. But for right now, what we know for sure is I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So I just want to update something really fast. Um... Yesterday, we talked about Christoph St. John in a very special episode of Drunk Gossip. 
Why did that sound like a very special episode of Blossom? <laughs> and tonight on Blossom, tonight on Drunk Gossip, we're going to talk about... Um, <laughs> anyways, Christoph St. John passed away yesterday. We all know this. Um, I had I predicted that his final air date would be um, a couple months down the line. However, um, CBS announced today that February 6th, 2019 will be the final time that you get to see Christoph St. John on The Young and the Restless. Christoph St. John's final episode is tomorrow on The Young and the Restless. Um, like I said, I thought he, I thought he was in a major story, um, and would have played out for the next um, few months. But no, um, tomorrow's the last time that we will see Neil. And the young and the restless. Now that we have that update done, we're going to go from talking about a very sad death to a very happy occasion. Jennifer Lawrence, also known as J Law, is allegedly engaged to her boyfriend, Cook Maroney. Um, the couple was seen. Um, dining on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And J-Law was wearing a huge rock on her finger. And not just any finger, the finger. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is, I, I think this is really great news. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is probably one of, if not the best actress, uh, around Today, um, not including Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is just an angel. She does not count for any of this. Um, But Jennifer Lawrence is most definitely um, a a great actress. And I, I think, like with Gaga, she was such a hit so fast... That some people don't know how to handle it. So they have to tear her down. And that's why there's all these haters. And um, and whatever. There are people, especially over in Crazy Days and Nights, who call her a Weinstein girl. Meaning she knowingly and willingly slept with Harvey Weinstein. So that he would give her roles in Oscar winning movies. And campaign for her to win an Oscar. Is that true? I don't know. I I would like to think that it's not. But, again, that's just not one of those things that one can say with certainty because we don't know. Um, what I will say is this. It, it wouldn't matter who she slept with if she was a bad actress, if she couldn't act, if she was Denise Richards or Heather Graham, um, then she wouldn't have gotten the praise or even been qualified to be up for that award. And then people would could have said, what the actual fuck? Um, but even in movies like Red Sparrow, her performance is decent. 
Um, so, kind of drawing back to her being engaged. Um, she dated Nicholas Holt for a while. They broke up. No one's ever quite said why. Um, maybe it just didn't work out. I know there were a lot of rumors that he was jealous of her fame, especially after she booked um, The Hunger Games. Cook Maroney is a, um, he's an art gallery owner, I believe. So he makes a lot of money by himself, you know, on his own. So there's really no jealousy in that. And Trevor Lawrence has always said um, that she wanted to take a couple years off. She's been working so steadily since she was like 14 or 15. And I think she's 28 or 29 now. So yeah, she deserves a break. Uh, and Lord knows she she has more than enough money to to take as much time as she wants off. Um, and that's going to make her even more in demand when she does decide to take another script. Um, that's going to do it for us tonight. We're going to say congratulations to Jennifer Lawrence and Cook Maroney. Um, we're going to send our love to Christoph St. John's family and friends and fans. And we're going to lift our champagne flutes up here at Drunk Gossip and say cheers. Talk to you later.